You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome back to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about renewing the mind. I want to read today from John 14, 16, where Jesus said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. I want to say something here about this before I go on. The plan of God is progressive, meaning it never goes backward. I know when I was a baby Christian, I wished that Jesus was still here on the earth. It would have been a terrible thing because I can know him so much better by walking with the word and being filled with the Holy Spirit. God added a new dimension to us by putting the spirit inside us as opposed to Christ being with us in just one physical place on earth. Now, it is important to understand how the Holy Spirit works to make you to understand the Word. And remember, if you don't understand, uh, you really can't keep the Word in your spirit. Matthew 13, 19, New King James Version, when anyone hears the Word of the kingdom and does not understand it, Then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. In other words, it's possible to have something in your heart for a short while, but if you don't understand it with your mind, it won't stay in your heart long. That's why you need to learn to meditate the Word so that you can understand what God is saying to you. Now here's a great illustration of this. It's in the book of Acts chapter Eight, uh, chapter 8. It's the story of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Verse 26, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you're reading? And he said, How can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation his justice was taken away. Who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the scripture and preached Jesus unto him. And eventually the man came to faith in Christ and wanted to be baptized. Now this is a fascinating story. But what I want you to see is, even though the eunuch was reading the Word, because he had no clear understanding of it, because he was not taught, he couldn't get the Word. He would have lost what it was he was reading. It would have meant nothing to him for long, had Philip not been there to explain it. 
That's why when we first begin to walk with God, we need teachers. You need teachers all of your life. I am uh, certainly uh, in ministry now for over 50 years, and I still listen to teachers. I need to hear what other people have to say. Now, I want to show you something in the Scripture that sometimes people use to dispel the notion that we need to be taught by other people. And here is the Apostle John writing in 1 John chapter 2. And he says, These things have I written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it is true and not a lie, and just as it has taught you, it will abide in him, or you will abide in him. In other words, he says, you have an anointing abiding in you. But when he says you don't have any need of a man teaching you, he isn't saying you don't need a biblical teacher. In the book of Ephesians chapter 4, God makes it very clear. God sets teachers in the church. So he is talking here about false teachers. In other words, he's saying you don't need the kind of teacher who comes in, undermines everything you've been taught up till now, and begins to bring to you a new and so-called deeper knowledge that is not rooted in the Scripture. You don't need that kind of teacher. That's the context of what John is talking about. He isn't saying that you don't need teaching from a human being. Now... I remember when I was a freshman in Bible school, fall of the year, I was a part of the Jesus movement back in my home church. I went down to a coffee house and there was a bona fide Jesus freak. We didn't see many of them in Springfield, Missouri, but there was one. He had long hair and an army coat and a big old pair of army boots and he was sitting at a table drinking coffee and so we began to sit down and talk with this guy. This guy was not of the right spirit and it took me a little bit to understand it. Because I had seen so many people come to Christ in the Jesus movement, many of whom had long hair and dressed exactly like this guy, I was eager to hear what he had to say. And I was fascinated with all the great stories I'd heard about kids being delivered from addictions, heroin addictions, without withdrawals. I knew people that had that happen to them. And I saw revivals take over whole churches and affect cities back in those days. So I'm thinking maybe this guy is like that. But this guy began to question everything that we were doing. He ridiculed the idea that we were going to Bible school. He made fun of it all. As I began to put before him certain speakers, teachers, ministers that I knew, he'd heard of them. And he criticized every single one of them. And the way he affected me was this. He made me to doubt that everything I was doing was wrong. I began to see that I was making a mistake by going to Bible school. He said if I really had faith, I needed to strike out on my own, trust God, follow Him wherever He may lead, and let God develop me. Wow. Let me tell you why that was so wrong. A couple of things here. Number one, he was anti-establishment yet he was sitting in a coffee house that was paid for and supported by a church organization. So if he's of the right spirit, he is not going to go into a place and try to tear down the foundation on which it's built. That's not how God leads. 
Jesus never tried to tear down the temple. I've heard people say that he did. He didn't. Jesus tore down the temporary booths that the money changers put in the temple. But when it came to the things that were done in the temple that were prescribed by the law of Moses, Jesus was supportive of that. The temple was God's house. He even said so. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And so he was not there to tear down something that God had built. He was against things that men had built. Now, here's another thing. If God had changed my life, I was saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and went to Bible school to learn the ministry, to go back home, to enter into full-time ministry. If that's how God led me, why would God do all of that just to get me to a place where I could hear from a guy to tell me that it was all a waste? Don't you see that the Lord would not use a particular path to get me to a place to hear from someone who wants to criticize that path. That's a work of the evil spirit. And i got to tell you, there was a black cloud that hung over me for two to three days after I had that encounter. And I contemplated, seriously, maybe I need to strike out in faith and go do what he's saying. Now, most of you would say, oh, Brother Willie, surely you knew better than that. But I didn't because I didn't have a lot of stable influence in my life as a kid growing up. There weren't a lot of adults talking into my life when I was young. A lot of things that you would call common sense, I didn't have. So after a while, I thought, you know, this isn't the Lord. Because when something comes from the Lord, and in the past I've had words from the Lord, and God has spoken to me sometimes through other people, there's always a peace that comes with it, always a joy, always a sense of the Father's care. I didn't get any of that. In fact, what I felt was whatever spirit this was, it didn't like me. It disapproved of me. It was condemning. And I recognized that spirit a number of times over the next several years, and I knew, don't listen to that. That's not from God. John said there are many false spirits that are out there in the world and loads of voices, and he said you can't listen to them all. You see, the voice of the Holy Spirit always confirms the Word. He always points you back to the Word, and he points backward as well as forward. You know, one of the great things about the Scriptures, when you read, for instance, the Gospel of Matthew, before we even come to the birth of Jesus, the Holy Spirit takes us backward to the genealogies. And He shows us how that Christ came from the line of Abraham. And we've got in the first chapter of Matthew 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the captivity, and 14 generations from the captivity to Christ. Here we see that Jesus was the legal heir of Joseph, who was the king if there had been no curse by Jeremiah on the royal line of David, Joseph would have been the king of Israel because he was of the kingly line of David. But he had, his line had sinned and some of the kings had sinned and the prophet Jeremiah said that this royal blessing is going to be removed. But yet Jesus was not party to that. Jesus being the heir of Joseph was qualified to be the king of Israel. And when they put the title on the cross above his head, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, in three languages, it was the truth. He was the King of the Jews. That says something to me about the character of God. 
In other words, God so wants us to know that He's behind something that He sets a stage for it before we're ever born and He prepares things to show, this is of me. God has this wonderful thing called foreknowledge. So the Holy Spirit points backward as well as forward. John 14, 26, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Wow. He will enable you to understand verses. And you know another thing I want to say? The Holy Spirit is not ashamed of the Old Testament. The Old Testament is not the testament that we're under today. God dealt with people differently. He didn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He dealt differently in those times because of the hard hearts of people. But in the New Testament, because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside us, and we're capable of so much more and sensitive in a way that our Old Testament brothers and sisters were not, we have a different day and a different covenant and a different way. But all those things help us because they were natural, concrete illustrations to help us to understand some of the more abstract ideas that we operate in in the New Testament age. So I want to say to you that the Holy Spirit has been given to you to help you to understand that this is a long-term work something that God has been doing for a long, long time. And He can take things from the past, bring them into your mind, so that you can be better prepared for the future. That's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up again here tomorrow. See you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.